thank you very much for giving this opportunity to share my views about the issues in the ngos and how foreign funding is you is misused you and and used to subvert uh, run subvertive activities in india so my article that i had written in yahoo was about how foreign funds how ngos are used for various subversive activities now the first thing is when we what we see is a whole lot of undesired people who are involved in various anti national criminal and other activities they are involved in running the ngos like take for instance pradeep sharma pradeep sharma has a ngo called ps foundation imagine a person who is uh, convicted for various crimes he is under investigation earlier he was even charged for fake encounters and those kind of people have the ngos now this is surprising and the worst about this is about about this is that he is a police official he is a person who is doing a full time government job how does he get time to run a ngo so there are lot of issues around what is a ngo supposed to do who are the people who are supposed to run the ngo how much time goes into it whether bureaucrats like take for instance even arvind kejriwal for that matter he was running a ngo when he was a full time government officer in income tax department how can they uh, whether they are doing justice to the government jobs or they are doing justice to the ngo we don't know or why are the ngo use if in case they are not able to uh, do a good job as a ngo because they don't have time after the government services left after the time so these are the first areas of issues that arise in case of ngos second and the worst thing is about how ngos are used by foreign powers by undesired people in the country and outside the country to run anti india agenda let me give you a few examples so that we can understand the gravity of the situation the first and the most a critical issue pertains to foreign money coming in into india for say activism now i'll give you one example here that was the kudankulam nuclear power reactor protests against that particular project the money was coming in from scandinavian countries the money has come in church and the tiru uh, atutikorin uh, decoys association tda has been held responsible and their license was cancelled fcra license was cancelled and this has not happened during bjp ke tenure this has happened in 2012 under the congress government so it cannot be also said that this is a communal act or there is something uh, you know uh, wrong in the action of the government what did they do they along with other two ngos had collected around 65 crore rupees from foreign sources and 54 crore rupees was used in the agitation now imagine the whole ngo runs or rather there were three ngos one or uh, two of these were run by the bishop over there and money was coming in from outside and that was used for stopping a particular nuclear power project in the country developmental projects were stalled using this kind of tactic and what does the ngo do only activism nothing else they are only doing activism there is no social work nothing foreign money is welcome in the country and we desire because see india is not still amongst the richest countries in the world and there are people outside india who have sympathies for india and they are giving money at the same time there are people outside india who hate india or who have, who see india in a very negative way that if india starts developing then there can be a problem and they want to stall it by using this kind of ngos to stop the projects 
Now, what can be the reason? 2008, we signed 123 agreement, nuclear deal with America. And what happened thereafter? The project for nuclear power plant went to whom? Russia. Can there be an involvement of foreign governments that we help the country to get the projects and now those countries are giving actual projects to someone else and we are not getting business. So use NGOs for that particular cause. Similarly, I'll give you one more example. Recent or rather it is not far away, uh, not very much in the past, this anti-starlight agitations which happened again in Tutipurin. What was the situation before that agitation? India was a net exporter of copper. China had built up a huge inventory of copper and they were trying to uh, you know, sell those, that copper and liquidate the inventory. And how did they do it? They did it in a very simple manner and that is to stop the production of the copper smelter in Tutikore. Very simple, give money to NGOs. There was an NGO formed in London named Foil Vedanta. The name of the NGO was Foil Vedanta. And what did they do? The money came into India. People were mobilized. They were used to stop the project. And what happened thereafter? India became a net importer of copper instead of being a net exporter of copper. So we lost on our foreign currency. And worse, China was able to liquidate it with, uh, its inventory. So this is an economic warfare which is fought using NGOs and for which foreign money is coming into India. If that is not enough, there are other examples. Farm laws is a very recent example. Uh, the prime minister of the country withdrew the uh, repealed the farm laws yesterday, and the whole protest which was going in for going on for this long time, how was it funded? There was money coming in from out, from other countries, including Canada and other places. There was money coming in directly to the people so that they can go. My sources tell me. That there were people, individuals, like if I am staying outside India, I am in Canada or UK, I will send money to my relative in, a, in my village and say, take this money, it has transferred to you, you go and sit over there. So this is called as pocket funding. What is pocket funding? I cannot directly give money to a particular cause. So if, say, take for instance, I give money for a particular cause and it gets reported, I can automatically be, uh, people will realize that, oh, this is Sumit Mehta playing a particular game this is the agenda so what do they do they very smartly play the game that oh this is not about to meet meta funding but there are thousands of people who are giving money to this particular clause this is not a conspiracy and those who say that sumit meta is funding it they are all wrong they are individual small people who are giving money to this particular cause so this is how you can first thing is hide the real intentions and agenda and very importantly the money will also circumvent the provisions of FCRA. I'll explain this after a few minutes. This has happened in case of not just farm protests or funding of farmer protest by Khalistani elements in Punjab, but this has happened in other cases also. Like there are two instances. One is the NDTV case. NDTV has done two violations and both are in public domain. First thing is child help. They collected money on the name of child helpline for helping children and now child helpline is a ngo a foundation started by ministry of child of women and child development and unicef they said that they are collecting money from uh, for, for, from the people for uh, helpline india helpline india 
and there was no confirmation there was no endorsement either from unicef or even from uh, ministry second thing is they did another similar project of fundraising for for a project known as tele reimagine telethon and they said that they are doing it in association with unicef so that they can collect money for the people for the children and they can use it and they got lot of donations and again unicef had to issue a clarification that they have not given any kind of support and if they collect donations they directly collect it on the website of unicef and they don't give it to anybody else they don't do this kind of activities now what happens what is this pocket funding now this is where it, uh, it becomes important say i am a person sitting outside india take for instance george soros and i am naming him in other cases i don't normally name people but george soros because he has publicly made a statement that he has allocated a billion dollars only to fight rising nationalism now if i as george soros want to stop a particular activity in india or i want to support the democracy in india i want to stop the rise of nationalist elements in india i have to give money to them but if i directly give money it will come into the radar for two reasons first thing is i'll get exposed second and the most important thing is in india in fcra there is a law called fcra foreign currency foreign contribution regulation act and that prohibits money coming into india for any advocacy and all those kind of activities plus i have to report it so there are two things first thing is i have to report it second thing is that particular thing there are restrictive elements like i cannot use it for religious conversion for which money is coming into india i cannot use it for political and other advocacy and propaganda that is the intention of the government that if foreign money is coming into india you use it for the people on the ground for their welfare for giving them housing education health and other things don't use it to collect 5000 10000 50000 people and do a dharna at jantar mantar or a tikri border or shingu border or tell the government what kind of laws have to be. so these are the factors which have to which have to be taken into consideration when i have to give money so what i will do i'll do two things first say i have to give money for a particular cause to a particular ngo and now government says that i cannot give the money because i am a foreign source and the money will be used for activism they need money over there on the ground so i will catch hold of the trustee of the organization ngo and i'll say see i'll give you money you are going to spend 100 crores on that particular agitation i'll give you 100 crores what you have to do is i'll give you 100 crores as a consultancy fee for your particular thing so what i'll do is i'll tell the trustee of that ngo or the office bearers of that ngo that you do one thing you raise a invoice of say 100 crores uh, in my name and say you are providing me a particular research on a particular issue or you are giving me some consultancy and i'll give you the money so i'll transfer bakayda by check through the banking channels money has come there is no hawala very legal way now when that money comes into india what do what will those trustees do the deal is done they keep their commission aside they are given some commission balance amount they will donate to their ngo and that money will come in through the domestic means so the ngo doesn't need to report it that this money is foreign money they say i don't know this money is given by xyz indian person to me for a particular cause which we are doing so this is a loophole which is used this is in explanation 3 to section 21h this is explanation and this explanation has helped to create this particular loophole so this is first way of doing second thing is i transfer money to many small people across the country so i can give it to 
50,000 individuals, very small, small people, I'll transfer 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 or less than 1 lakh rupees. And I'll tell you the reason why less than 1 lakh rupees. Now, those people are told that you have to give this money to, say, take for instance, XYZ NGO so that they can show that this is a kind of uh, collection of money from very small individuals who support this particular cause. So instead of showing a foreign funding for a particular cause or a wholesale funding, I can say that there are five interested parties who are giving money. Because if in case, say, a trustee or somebody who is associated with that particular foreign funder gives money, it can become, a, you know, in the age of internet, things can be found and it will come out. So instead of that, give it to multiple people. That is the way to subvert. And this is, you know, this is again in violation of law because, and that is why they use multiple small people so that the government cannot control it. And again, there is a reason for this. There is FCRA rules 2011 in which there's a particular thing, rule six, which says that if any person has received more than one lakh rupees or equivalent thereof from a foreign source, including relatives, they have to inform the government by filing form FC1. So when I get money, in small pieces, I don't have to report it to the government, point number one. And then I can transfer it. So it becomes a very legitimate and a legal way of transferring money. So they have used the loopholes of Section 3.2 along with Rule 6 of FCRA to violate the law. Now, what does Section 3.2 say? Section 3.2 is very clear. Tomorrow, if in case I am getting money from a foreign source and they say that I am using money for anti-India activities or for advocacy. First thing is I cannot accept that money. If I accept the money, I cannot give it to the NGO for running that particular activity, point number two. And third, when I know this, I have to report it to the government, Ministry of Home Affairs, that this particular person has approached me, has given me money and asking me to give this money to a particular NGO to run this particular thing. And they, it has to be reported. All these three provisions of Section 3.2 of the FCRA Act has been violated using Rule 6, loophole within Rule 6. So this is another way of misusing the law or finding loopholes in the law to violate the, uh, you know, the sovereignty of India. And this has to be tightened. There is the need to tighten these provisions extremely strongly so that we don't allow any foreign money coming to India for through such kind of deceptive means. Now, when you look at other activities, look at Shinebag protest. Mm -hmm. Shinebag, there was so much of money which has come in from various sources. What is happening is for this, there are laws, but they are not very strongly implemented. And it is not that they are totally not implemented, but it is very difficult for the government, and that is why there is a need for the government to strengthen the law. To strengthen FCRA further so that these kind of activities, funding for these kind of activities can be blocked. Okay. So, activism, Scheinbach, what was it? Scheinbach was only an opposition to CAA. Why should foreign money come into that? But there is money which has come in, that is what is believed, and very actively investigations are happening. That is what I understand. Also, there is a bigger thing that is misuse of funds. We know the case of Tista Settlewatch, you know, the money was misused. There is another angle. What happens is, in this particular case, there is a problem that many NGOs who have FCRA registration, they don't show all the accounts. 
there was a particular case of public health foundation of india okay their license was cancelled because of two reasons first thing is they were doing advocacy which is not allowed second and the more important thing is non filing of returns and worst they were only declaring 6 out of 151 bank account imagine they had got 43 crores and they had shown only 22 crores and this is happening pehle ek zamane mein you remember there was a time that now of course with aadhar linkages of our bank accounts and pan and everything earlier there were bank accounts which were not reported in income tax returns also dekh lenge agar income tax mein se inquiry aayegi to dekh lenge that was the attitude that was happening even here and there are other cases i don't want to name the people but there are certain other people also very famous who are facing ed inquiry for the same reasons that they have under reported they have got some more than 30 crores they hardly shown 3 6 crore rupees and they have hidden some bank accounts in which they have received money and this is the reason why government came out with a central fcra branch of sbi where all the accounts have to be maintained till now what was happening is you could have a account in uh, bank of india in tamil nadu and you can have another account in uh, say state bank of india in kashmir and you can have a account in allahabad bank in uh, in karnataka and so on and so forth so there was no centralized control you can hide 50 accounts and nobody is going to catch you whereas here the scene has now changed now they are trying to control how many uh, you can only get money in one account so this is a very positive move by the government other issue within this is how foreign controlled ngos are running so like take for instance amnesty india amnesty india is in the business of only activism and advocacy in india they are not doing any social work in india and they got 17 crore rupees from their parent organization imagine and worst it is not a ngo it is amnesty international india private limited this is like a sumit mehta's corporate finance advisory firm paradigm advisors private limited ho gaya baat khatam so you here to do charity or you are here to do business and they got 17 crore rupees and there is a ed inquiry there, that money has been attached so what does this mean what does this show that there are foreign powers involved in handling the propaganda in india handling advocacy running various various subversive activities like amnesty international everybody knows and even it is now in uh, public domain that they are soft on islamic terror and this has been very much documented and it has come very uh, in public domain by, uh, by 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 virtue of the reporting done by the mainstream media so this is the kind of problem which is prevailing in the world of ngos where misuse of money is happening diversion of funds is happening money is received for a particular cause and thereafter it is given to someone else like take for instance in case of kudankalam uh, protest at the same time there is another issue where money is used and there are famous lawyers of supreme court who have represented pfi in the case of hadia law jihad case pfi paid the supreme court lawyers now there is a interesting situation that there is section 124 of the fcra act which allows government to suspend licenses of ngos or associations which are in, uh, indulging in activities aimed at conversion now what was hadia lawjiat case it was a conversion of a girl hindu girl to islam and lawjiat is again not a thing which is a myth kerala high court itself in one of its judgment has discussed about the issue and said that lawjiat is a fact so this is how 
NGOs are using foreign money for activities which are not allowed in violation of Section 12, uh, 12 4 of FCRA Act. And imagine Supreme Court lawyers, very senior counsels, have taken money when, knowing very well that it is in violation. The end use of money is in violation of FCRA Act itself. Other bigger problem in FCRA is relating to misuse of online platforms. We know the case of Rana Ayub. We know the case of Input Foundation. We know the famous case of Sonu Sood. Everybody collecting money from online donation platforms without any accountability, responsibility, and that money is getting misused. Okay, where is the money going? There is no, even these online platforms are just taking their commission and allowing anybody to raise money. We are seeing so much of money being spent in advertisements on social media, be it on Yahoo, be it on Facebook, on YouTube and everything so that they can collect money from people. And what is happening? This is the way the law is subverted and there is a need for this all online platforms to be brought within the purview of FCRA. They have to be giving all the declarations. There has to be a due diligence. At the same time, it, they should be made responsible for all the collections which happen on the platform and for doing a proper due diligence of the organizations who are raising money through that particular platform, including the accounting of that particular money and the end use reporting to everyone, not just the people who have donated. This is very important. And I hope government takes a positive stand on this and makes uh, relevant amendments in FCRA Act so that these all kind of online platforms are also brought within the net. Now, this is the reason why people are rattled. You will, you must have read on various occasions that NGOs are saying that they are not ready. They're giving uh, excuses that there is a pandemic. What is the time required for opening a bank account for an NGO? You need all the registration documents. You need three years audited financials. Everything is available readily with your accountant or with your chartered accountant who is filing the returns. Okay, why they don't want to open the account with FCRA branch in Parliament Street of uh, SBI branch in Parliament Street is because they don't want their money to come under a centralized watch of the government. See, you don't need to be a Einstein to understand that when all the bank accounts of NGO of all the NGOs in the country who get a FCRA permission will be with one uh, one bank and one branch. It is very easy for government to track it. Every day evening they can take a particular report. Every day how many NGOs have given money. To whom they have given money, how much money is given, and for what reasons that is given. They can get a daily report, or probably what they can do is create one software and ask uh, the bank to do entry every day, and it will get reported in a uh, Ministry of Home Affairs, which is the controlling ministry for FCRA. NGOs don't want it. Why? Now, if I am person X outside India, I am a Khalistan supporter, and I have to give money to 50 NGOs who are running the Khalistani activity. If I give it to all 50 and it is in one particular branch, in the evening when there is a report that Sumit Mehta has given XYZ money to XYZ, this much amount to these this, this NGOs, immediately the funder will come into radar. It is very easy to catch it. If they are in 500 branches across the country, it cannot be tracked on a daily basis. Here it is an immediate reporting. So foreign funders as well as the NGOs are not comfortable. And that is why they have challenged the same in Supreme Court. So this is why they are not very comfortable with this particular clause. And I believe there is a need to strengthen FCRA law a lot more. There is a need to amend the FCRA law at the same time, increase the, uh, we can say, 
investigative strength of the bureaucracy and the investigating agencies so that when foreign money is coming into india whether it is actually used for the real cause or they are misusing it diverting money can be found very easily or that we need a very strong investigative skills which has to be developed in the intelligence agencies and the law enforcement agencies so this is the broad purview of fcra the way it is misused uh, with this uh, i like to end my talk and you know we uh, people can discuss and ask questions what i understand from your talk is that the problem is of implementation whatever is the present law if it is implemented diligently half of the problem will be solved i have put a question that you have talked of the fcra i think that is managed by the ministry of home affairs but uh, what uh, the income tax department is doing uh, in this process because these ngos have to file their tax returns and uh, whether they are investigating these cases or not what has been your experience see investigation by the income tax department is relatively less because income tax department the income tax act is very clear you have to show that you are using it for charitable causes second thing is the income of a ngo or trust is exempt under in, in the income tax act so they are not really so concerned and very importantly they you know invoices can be created today if i have to divert money for a particular anti india cause say take for instance uh, supporting anti ra campaign instead of showing it as that i am giving money to anti ra protesters i can say i am giving money to uh, poor who have lost their jobs during covid i can show it that way i can create the fund that way and this is the standard tactic what happens is when foreign money comes they know that income tax can ask this kind of questions even the government even fcra can ask questions so they will say that okay do one thing that you are raising money from foreign sources to help poor migrant uh, poor poor migrant laborers who have lost their jobs due to covid i'm just giving you a hypothetical situation because uh, these are the kind of structures that can be created so and i you know that kind of proposal will be drafted it will be given to the foreign source foreign source will give the money so whole documentation trail is very clean we are raising money there is a very good gentleman a very great nice hearted gentleman outside india who wants to help people people or the bartenders waiters in the whole restaurants and hotels who lost uh, who are not getting their salary because of lockdown is money and that money instead of giving to those people it will be given to the political activist and the back sometime in 19 68 or 69 money was coming from russia and mm. money was coming in the name of say agriculturist of haryana mm. sorry the money was coming from russia for uh, the left uh, parties but it was uh-huh. to uh, in the account of the farmers of haryana and neighboring uh, states now the work of investigation was given to the tax department that we mm-hmm. investigate whether the money has been uh, uh, genuinely given to this agriculturist or it is a uh, fake thing now this uh, investigation was done 
why i was asking this question from income tax point of view is that many times the the skill is more with the tax department or with chartered accountants who audit the account than with the ministry of home affairs so if when you take this cause further you ask for uh, strengthening the uh, the exemption wing of the income tax department also yeah you are right on that it is depending now uh, the job is when there are so many cooks there is a mha there is a income tax department there is a charity commissioner there is companies uh, ministry of company affairs there is a registrar of societies when there are so many multi uh, multiplicity of uh, regulators who are regulating a particular ngo then we never know who does the job now here paperwork we can catch it from all the sides not just from the side of only income tax it can be uh, by the charity commissioner if it is a trust it can be a registrar of societies if it is the so called incorporated as a society it can be the ministry of company affairs if it is uh, as a section 8 company so multiple places but they also deal with domestic money whereas fcra is very clear it deals only and only with the foreign money coming into india so there has to be a mechanism where end use reporting is happening and there are annual returns that they have to file but there is a need to strengthen enforcement directorate it is there is a need to uh, you know strengthen the investigative agencies so that we know when the money is coming whether it is diverted see lot of money gets diverted very easily by fake invoices by expenditure of the trustees and in the expenditure of trustees and all you never know what kind of expenses can be diverted to whom or managing the activities so that is why there is the uh, fcra act is uh, amended and they say that only 20% of the money can be used for administrative expenses now this is something i believe should be zero if you cannot run your administration of your own ngo and you need foreign funding for administration then that means you don't need to you don't have any local support let me give you example of peta peta in 2018 19 i believe they got 6.67 crore rupees from uh, total donations out of which 6.61 crore was only from peta international from their parent body so within india they could collect only 6 lakh rupees which is 1% of the total funding less than 1% which say, which means that peta is actually a arm of global forces to do the activism in india and not do any charity and they don't have any base so what you say is right it is not just income tax the various other agencies who are also equally responsible and more than that it is a need to investigate because see money flow is not so very easily detectable money is fungible so lot of things can happen so we can't place blame only on one particular agency uh thank you uh, smithy for a very uh, interesting talk and one scary and frightening thing which you mentioned was the pocket funding so the other things i think we are sort of aware of we know what's happening with like you know fcra and how they do all this gapla bazi but the pocket funding that you mentioned where individuals are getting uh, this sort of you know small amounts and then that can be used to do these um, agitations and so on like what what we have been seeing with uh, farm laws law. so my question actually i have two questions sir one is pocket funding how can the government or the ministry actually regulate because these are small amounts which are going into as well but the expenditure is in these kind of activities so is there any way the government for example or the ministry can check where the money is going as a spend or it can't be done so how can the pocket funding be regulated because that is a concern and secondly 
like how China, for example, does not have this whole NGO thing at all, as everyone is aware. They don't have NGOs, as far as I know, they, they don't allow this kind of foreign funding to come in. How feasible do you think is it for India to have such a, a model where we do not have foreign funding of NGOs? Even if we have NGOs, only domestic, no foreign. Do you think that is possible? So well, it is. Uh, I'll answer the first. What is the solution? First thing is, uh, I would say government needs to amend Rule 6 of FCRA Rule 2000-2011, which right now requires a person to report to the government only in excess of 1 lakh rupees. That threshold limit of 1 lakh rupees received from foreign sources or relatives has to be reduced to a lower amount of, say, 10,000 rupees so that larger people can be brought within the net. Okay, point number one. Second and the most important thing is money being fungible. There can be other ways also to divert the money. So I can give you an example. Say, take for instance, I'm a finance consultant, investment banker. George Soros can say that, Sumit, see, I have to give this much money to Khalistanis or this much money to a particular leftist organization in India. I can't directly give it because it is not allowed under FCR. You do one thing, you raise an invoice, you say that you are my consultant, you take the money, you are no way related with any of the NGOs that I am talking to. The first model where I say it is the NGOs, trustees getting money. Here it can be that NGO gets the money from the people who are not at all connected with the NGO. So I can show it within my company as a CSR activity. I have raised, I have got 100 crore rupees from a foreign, uh, from my export earnings consultancy given to George Soros or some other people. And that money when I'm getting, I pay tax on that. So the calculation is done reverse. I pay tax on that. And thereafter, balance money, I keep my commission and the balance I show it as CSR. So it is not possible to block money. We can only strengthen the investigation and the, uh, you know, the enforcement agencies to find if there are any such cases. And what you said, second, it is not feasible because we are a liberal democracy. We have Indians staying outside India who have their heart for India. At the same time, we are a country which needs support. Government cannot do everything. We need NGOs to support the government in helping in setting up schools, providing healthcare facilities. You know, even temples are getting money from outside. There are so many marts and religious places who are getting money. I would be doing some charity. My friends and relatives outside India would say that, okay, I know Sumit Mehta very well. Let me give it to Sumit Mehta instead of giving it to someone else. During disasters, natural disasters and all, there are so many NGOs working together with the government. They collect money from their own sources. There are so many community organizations, you know, uh, some Brahman Seva Sangh, some Kayasta Seva Sangh, some Kshatriya Sangh. All those people are also collecting money from within their community through the NGO and using it. And there would be many people staying outside India. So we cannot block it. See, China is the autocratic dictatorial state, whereas India is a liberal democracy. So we cannot do what China does. Yeah, we can have control over who is giving money. We can have control on the end use of money. We can strengthen the compliance and reporting mechanism. That can be done and that should be done, but absolutely stopping inflow of foreign funds is something which is undesirable and not possible. See, any kind of foreign money which comes in, uh, I believe there are mechanisms in place because of which uh, it gets reported to RBI in whatever shape and form and after whatever interval. 
so i think uh, it's not it's not difficult for rbi or government to track that money uh, so that's my observation and i think a lot of the lacuna is there because i think it it's not it's not implemented or enforced in a, in a, in, a, in a proper way uh so that's one second my question um with now csr activities uh being made mandatory uh, once a company reaches a threshold in terms of profit or turnover or whatever and lot of foreign companies coming to india and, and establishing their uh, operations over here and my my suspicion is a lot of this money is actually getting channeled through those routes so like you talked about george soros and george soros has a lot of business interests in a lot of different companies and he can easily uh, you know make that money flow into the country through these business routes now so uh, what's your opinion about that no this is something which is a reality take for instance foreign direct investment okay i what you said is very right george soros can instead of giving money as a donation he can give money as foreign investments to a particular uh, company a startup we are seeing a startup boom so what george soros can do is he will invest in 50 startups he will give a million million dollar each to those 50 startups those startups will use some money for their own causes some money would be diverted to the people so they can have fake employees on the payroll and they can say that i am giving salary but those people instead of doing the work they would be doing something else okay and some money can be given in form of csr donations and everything so you know it is a very dynamic model you have rightly touched upon this issue and this is very much a possibility the way i see the superstructure or the skeleton of the laws in india it is very much possible as about rbi knowing yes they know it but the thing is data is scattered there are thousands of or tens of thousands of branches of all the banks across the country and that is why organizations were not even reporting a few bank accounts and in one case out of 151 accounts they reported as low as only six accounts so that is reason why to plug this loophole government came up with the idea that all the money would come only in the scra braf sbi and nowhere else so this is the way to control because by all the analytics and big data they can identify who is the donor who is the recipient and they can use that to you know so uh, you know identify who, what kind of money is coming and for what purpose and to whom and thereafter they can do investigation into background of the people and other activities to understand whether the what can be the real intention so government has taken the right decision of opening the fcra branch Uh, to resolve that particular issue of RBI, that RBI cannot compile data on a daily basis from all the tens of thousands of branches and then report it on a daily basis. So let the let all the money go into one branch so that reporting becomes easy. It's been a very revealing talk. But then tell me, this foreign funding business problems. I don't think is it something unique to our country. I think all liberal democracies must be having similar problems. How do they tackle it? I can understand communist China saying blocking it off completely, but liberal democracies can't do that. So how do they manage? Okay, see, this is a problem everywhere across the world, and uh, various countries have found their own way to solve this problem or address this issue. so us has a control on the expenditure they don't want to stop the money coming in they said 
whatever money is coming let it come but we'll keep a tight tab on the expenditure where are you using we'll ensure that we get total information about it so that you cannot misuse and if you are misusing or you are doing anything we'll immediately get the idea of the same okay then if you look at uh, russia russia has uh, done a very interesting thing and they have legislated a law called as foreign agent law okay so what they do is if they want to blacklist a particular donor they will call him a foreign agent okay that is the way they can ensure that any money coming from that person directly or indirectly can be blocked as of now it is only direct but i believe that they would be having their own mechanism to find related parties of that foreign agent and also block that particular people donating so this is a way to stop the inflow of money from undesired people okay similarly when you look at hungary hungary did even more smarter job they blacklisted george soros they named it and blacklisted george soros and now interesting thing is the prime minister of hungary that is orlov he was a student of george soros at london school of economics he was funded on a soros fund, uh, funded scholarship and he very clearly said that no money allowed from if george soros is giving money that money will not be allowed okay that is the way they, uh, you know every country can create something or the other a law which will you know ban or restrict or prohibit undesired people unacceptable people from giving money to ngos at the same time there is also need to control the ngos so if there are shady people like say some names i have mentioned who are you know facing criminal inquiries for and fake encounters and all those then those people should not be even allowed to manage the ngo so there should be restrictive negative legislations also which can which should be brought so that this kind of control can happen in india also we need these kind of laws